Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com. The Match Ball. Hello there. Welcome to the show. Dan, Michael and Moscow with you on the Match Ball for the Arsenal away game. Arsenal 2, Leeds. You keep us up. One. Oh, you do my hand gestures. Michael's pumping his fist. Motivational stuff, isn't uh, it? Me and him, you're playing out. We'll, we'll keep us you up. You too. You've uh, got as much chance as the rest of them. I'm going to go two-footed through somebody. For no reason will that help keep us up? Yes, I think so. The show is brought to you with Levi Solicitors, by the way. 10% discount on your legal fees. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Right. Um, pick that one apart then. We're in the bottom three. Mm. All went very wrong very quickly, that, didn't it? I mean, not that I think we would have won anyway, but giving them a goal head start and then getting someone sent off. Really, really very basic stuff. Mm. I think what we've learned is that uh, Eddie Anketier is an ungrateful wretch. This thing of the state his testicles would be in if it wasn't for Leeds Hospitals and that's the way he repays us. Mm. Not a good opening 10 minutes, was it, really? All things considered. Um, oh, and the remaining 80 were not fantastic either. No. Um, so Melier makes the mistake and we're 1-0 down inside five minutes, which essentially puts the entire game plan out of the window. Um, Keep it tight, just like against Man City. And then we're 2-0 down inside 10 and then Luke Ayling gets sent off on 27 minutes, job's fucked. <laughs> yeah, it's the second goal and the red card that does it because the game plan aspect don't really change when you concede one because you're still trying to score one anyway. So it's just a matter of you want to get a, a draw um, instead of a 1-0 lead to defend. So Melier's been absolutely brilliant for us for how many seasons he's been in goal? Two and a half um, the whole time and he's still my player of the season despite the goals he's conceded. When it, I think... The fact he's conceded more goals than probably any goalkeeper in the, the Premier League just about and made more saves than just about any goalkeeper in the Premier League suggests how much worse this season would have been without Melier uh, or somebody as good as him in goal. So whatever, if that happens to him, it's the worst time for it to happen. But um, every goalkeeper does those. He'll do it again. Um, it, you know, who, who, which um, Didn't the Liverpool goalkeeper mess up doing that the other week? It was a Man City goalkeeper against Liverpool. Both brilliant. Not, so, no, it wasn't Edison though, was it? It was the other one. Yeah, I'm sure I've seen them do it. Everybody does that kind of thing. He's just, got, uh, as you say, he's got credit in the bank, Moscow. Yeah, it's just unfortunate that yeah. when we really, really don't need a rock like that, uh, a rick like that, sorry, um, that happens. But we should have been able to just carry on from that point. It, go, right, that's happened. Two minutes, just keep going. We, we came here to score a goal anyway. Let's, let's go and score a goal. And then, I know, I know the doesn't matter. Goals change games thing, but the, from the bit we saw... It wasn't exactly going well, was it? We Our fail, complete failure to pass, the fact they got in behind us on the wings countless times in the opening 10 minutes, it was it looked 
it looked knackered from the start. Shambolic, wasn't it? I mean, two. It was a two-one flatters us enormously in that game because they had loads of good chances. We basically had none. Mm. Yeah, I'm just saying. I don't think that comes down to the uh, the goal. Even if it we hadn't, if Melier hadn't done that, we still would have been awful. Mm. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the red card really because that's the the big talking point in the game. What what was he thinking? Oh well, he wasn't thinking, was he? What was he doing? What was he doing? Five hundred game, of, son of a bitch on the pitch, wasn't he? Captain for the day. What? What? Why? Why'd you do that? <laughs> Again, no, it, it comes out people with credit in the bank. Aliens got loads, but absolutely ridiculous, stupid, and it's another person out for the full season though. Yeah, and we had on uh, Friday um, the manager talking about how the players need to play, uh, like put emotions behind them, lots of clarity and calmness on the pitch, um, and that. You know, it doesn't seem like Luke Ayling's heard that message or listened to it if he did hear it. So, um, yeah, worst thing you can do. Reminds me of uh, Mark Viduka the season mm. where he went down when he was he played really well all the time. Although he had um, he was back in Australia at some points because his his dad was ill, so he was having a hard time. And then he came back and um, he got sent off. Didn't he get sent off for kicking the ball away? And then. Um, came back at Bolton and started that match by just getting sent off for absolutely nothing and then it was uphill from there. But um, it's all going to be very different to that. <laughs> <laughs> Rafinha trying his absolute best to get sent off at the same time as well, which yeah, again, was a, yeah. a real doing? highlight. I mean, he's, he's obviously, and as well, he's obviously was, not taking this well. I don't think any of us are taking it particularly well, but please stop doing that. And also, it was a red card. Yeah. <laughs> like none of us, because he, he was initially given a yellow, wasn't he? And we, as soon as we saw it. Well, yeah. I saw the initial, the initial tackle. I said, he's gone here. And then it, you saw the replay and you went, oh yeah, definitely. Like yeah. both feet off the ground. I don't know what Rafinha was even moaning about. He can't have seen it properly. And no one else seemed bothered because everyone knew. Even uh, Luke Ayling on his own silly face mm. um, looked like he's like, oh, what have I just done? When he went to VAR, I think I think it was the point he went to It was before, VAR. It was before that. He pulled the shirt yeah. over his face, didn't he? I think when he went yeah. to VAR in a kind of, I know what's coming here. Yeah. Uh, look about him. Idiots. Absolute idiots. Um, as... Um, Lee and Biggie T are pointing out in the comments. This is streamed live on YouTube for our TSB Plus members. Hello, if you're listening afterwards, you can find it all on there. Um, it was a bit of a hospital pass for Melian in the first place from Ailing, wasn't it, for that first one? He put him in a very difficult situation. Admittedly, Ailing was under pressure, trying to do the right thing. You know, if you could rewind it all and do it again, you'd just have Melier put his foot through it. But, mm. you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing. He tries to take a touch. It's a bit of a slip. It's a bit of a sloppy touch. Yeah, he could yeah. have not done that. Let's not let's not give Melier too much um, credit for that. It was it was not an easy pass to deal with necessarily, but there are many things he could have done that would have been better than that. And weirdly, the reason you don't get rid of it first time is because you're scared of kicking it out of play and wasting possession, which we do all the time anyway. Now, so mm. why why make why bother at this stage? Can you remember a worse forty-five in recent memory? That's pretty bad, wasn't it? I know they all tend to blend into one when things are bad, but mm. wasn't wasn't very good, was it? City away and Liverpool away were both very brutal this mm. season. They were quite relentlessly kind of um, uh, harsh and I suppose the first half against Tottenham as well that ended with um, Bielsa getting sacked it wasn't a, a pretty game it had a similar kind of uh, sinking feeling of just like this isn't going to be a, a good day once we what minute did we concede in against Tottenham it was quite early wasn't it mm. where you just know from that point on that um, it's not going to be pretty yeah uh, what do you think of the first sub then Strauch on for Gellhart poor Joffe half an hour into his um Long, well, I said long-awaited, not first appearance, but long-awaited reappearance. I don't even know how many touches he'd had by the time he went off. It can't have been many because we didn't have the ball at all in attack. And then, and it seemed a bit, it seemed a weird 
choice to me, I would I would say, given you, you're going to need some goals, aren't you, at some point, if you're going to mm. try and get something from the game. Not if you're not attacking. Yeah, trying to really try and really hold on and cement that thir- minus 39 goal difference we've got or whatever it is. Is it 40 now? Christ knows. It's fucked anyway. <laughs> it's the goal difference. There's nothing it's, There's it's, nothing to protect there. It's not something we need to worry about at this stage. It's point, no. points rather than goal difference. Yeah, I, I don't think we're going to turn that round. No. Seems unlikely, doesn't me, it? I'll just have a look. I'll just get the uh, get the numbers up now. We are minus 35. Oh, is that all? Yeah. Uh, Burnley minus 17. Everton minus 19. Yeah. Still very tight in there. Though. It's still congested. Um, and there is there is road still to run in this one. It's like, I feel weirdly all right about that because it got away from us immediately. It was completely bleak. So I just didn't really engage with it. I didn't try and get too upset about it because we've seen those days before. As always, it's the hope that drags you back in, isn't it? And right, I'm, I've reached acceptance. Well, we were talking on the Phil Hayes show, weren't we, last week about um, reaching that point? No, I think I have, because it's easier just not to get so wound up and upset about it. What what will be, will be. And, mm-hmm. you know, be there on Wednesday to cheer them on, be there next Sunday to cheer them on. Hope that there's enough between now and the end of the season to see us over the line. But um, it's been an absolute shambles of a season, hasn't it, all round? It comes down that we need to better burn yeah. results, don't we? It's, just, it's really as simple as that. And we've got some... Pretty tough games coming up, given Brighton are back in form now and Brentford are back in form. And but that said, Chelsea are Chelsea. Brighton didn't have much opposition. Let's not no, get fooled into it. It's true, but they have started winning more games. They've they've gone beyond the nine, haven't they? So we've got um, Spurs away. This is Burnley. We've got Spurs away next Sunday, so we play twice. Um, mm. You know, we play again. Sorry, before they play, then they've got Villa away and Newcastle at home. So let's just do something. I mean, a win against Brighton would feel good. A win against Chelsea would feel sensational. Um, any win, any points at this at this stage would be good. Yeah, at least at least now we we kind of the permutations are becoming fewer. If you know what I mean, and it's it is a case of just do or die. We know that there's no margin for error now. Let's just get out there and do it, or hope that they do it. Mm. <laughs> you don't sound convinced. Have, I, it feels more die than do today. I have to say, I don't see what we I don't see what we're trying to do. I know there was a little bit of fight towards the end, but that was just Arsenal shitting their pants a bit towards the end because they should have knowing they should have been three or four up in that game and, well they were on cruise control weren't and they? Some, yeah. yeah the second half they looked like they were just coming out to play it out if we score again fine whatever but when obviously Leeds aren't going to score and then we did and that did panic them ever so slightly but you know we had no ideas today going forward there was not any bit of play where it looked like we were executing a plan it was completely lacking in any kind of method going forward it is, was occasionally pumping it forward putting it out of place so many times no width again Rafinha doing pretty much nothing even though he was our most he was our most used outlet and did nothing at all Furpo weirdly our the furthest player forward on loads of occasions <laughs> when he played which, forward. which bear in mind he's, we've seen him at his attempts at finishing and he's fucking hopeless <laughs> so why why you would try and establish a formation that puts him in the box at several points or either that or Furpo's doing his own thing and just doing jazz football well, going off and doing his playing centre forward when Michael, he Michael this is a quote to stick on the boards and see what you think about this it's time to be pragmatic not pretty says Jesse Marsh which what's pragmatic about that <laughs> about losing games meekly I mean I think what's going to happen in the wake of this game is that everyone will fall back in on the same arguments Bielsa Marsh Bielsa Marsh but that's not the problem this season, is it? I mean, we, what I would say is whatever Marsh is trying to achieve, and I'm still not quite sure what that is yet, mm. but, you know, we've got to kind of just get to the end of the season and see what the end of the season brings, don't we, before we can pass judgment on that and maybe then into next season as well, whatever. Um, it just feels to me like neither of them, for one reason or another, has the tools at their disposal to achieve what they were trying to achieve. 
I think the board um, placed far too much stock in Bielsa being a wizard and eventually that kind of got found out. People worked out how to play against us and, you know, um, the injury crisis bit. So we didn't have the personnel in backup to to get the points on the board. It just, it's all just spiralled into this horrible mess at the end of the season. It felt like, you know, 12 months ago, there was a plan and, and it felt like we were, on, we were on a straight road and we knew sort of roughly where we were trying to get to. Now, I ain't got a clue. It feels like we're going round that big roundabout in France. You know, the, the triumph that's got mm. like, like 12 exits and 12 entrances and we're kind of stuck in the middle and we it's, don't have to get off. It's somewhere between that and off the edge of a cliff. I'm yeah. not sure which exactly is the better analogy here, but yeah, I I don't think we would have stayed up under Bielsa and I don't think we're staying up under Marsh is the honest answer. And I don't think the stuff that they said about Marsh's style and was going to mesh in nicely with Bielsa's, the more you see it, the more you think, bullshit. there's, there's yeah. nothing of it. No. Apart from some running about, which basically is what every team does, like every, pressing is what pretty much all teams do now, unless you're Roy Hodgson. What 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 is it? Like, so I was thinking about Roy Hodgson yesterday when he was laughing when when Watford were confirmed just going down, <laughs> chuckling away with his ex Palace colleagues. But like, what is? I don't understand what bit of this matches what Bielsa was trying to do. They've tried to change the wrong thing um, because the defense is basically the same, and the whole pitch was we'll bring in Marsh. And he'll tighten things up at the back and then we'll be fine. But we need to win games. And that was always, that was the thing. And I had a little look while we were getting this set up. So today we had two shots on target out of three attempts. Even against Spurs, the game that Bielsa got lost, we had 20 attempts on goal. <laughs> and right, we conceded four because the defence is the defence. Leeds United's defence is the same as it's been all season. We go back, even Scum when we lost 4-2, uh, we had six on target, 16 attempts. Arsenal at our place when we had a team of children and we got beat 4-1, we had eight attempts, one on target. Even City, the game where we lost 7-0, we had six attempts, three on target. Liverpool, the 6-0 was 2-3, same as today. So we had this big problem that we were conceding loads of goals and not scoring enough goals. That's what gets you to the bottom. But we didn't have a problem creating chances and having attempts and the Spurs game in particular was ridiculous. There was that strike header at the start that went a millimetre wide and um, didn't Dallas have a really uh, good attempt? So we had a lot going forward. We brought in Marsh and said, right, well, if we tighten up the defence, we'll, we'll stop conceding all the time. We'll start and, scoring all these chances that we miss. Well, that's it. And we, we haven't, we've, okay, we only conceded two compared to Arsenal scored four passes so maybe they could, have, they could have scored four though couldn't they that's the that's Easily. the truth of it and one thing we because we were watching the game together and you said I think it was the it was either the the goal that they scored in fact it was it was a goal that they scored you said where's the marking and where you know where is the marking <laughs> nothing has got better we've switched from man to man to zonal uh, nothing's yeah. got better in that respect mm. um, and even there was a chance they had in the second half where they somehow we've gone from having Calvin Phillips come back in and we've not got better defensively with him and another player. Click is obviously, it's not his job. Bate played well in the second half. But having him in front of the back four is not helping block the back four in any way because the way that Marsh has got him playing, he's not playing in a way that helps them. There was, I mean, maybe it's because we were chasing the game, but there was a point when both Phillips and Bate were ahead of the ball and you had Llorente and Cox sprinting backwards, panicking because Arsenal are breaking at them. So we've gone from being too open and conceding too many, but creating loads of 
chances that if you sort out which striker we're playing um, or even just get some fucking luck that we've not had at all, some of them might go in, to now still being really open but not creating anything. So we've really not got any better. And um, Well, I think as Everton prove, you've got to try and win your way out of trouble. Exactly. And we've gone the other way. We've, well, we've tried to go the other way of, of trying to defend our way. We've defended our way into trouble. Because <laughs> yeah. that, that's part of it. And part of it is like, it's unfair on Leeds, not necessarily this weekend, but um, the, the games leading up to this point where we've been picking up points, um, getting the, some results, but still dropping down the table because other teams are playing games in hand and, and going above us. And it's kind of, um, it doesn't feel fair in that respect. But a game like today is sort of getting exactly what um, we deserve out of it when we just do not have a clue anymore how to attack. We used to be, we attack is the best form of defence, isn't it? And we used to just attack, attack, attack all the time. And it would, you know, cost us silly scorelines all the time. But um, I'm not convinced that it, I feel like that was more fixable. We just needed to start putting those chances away. and Which, um, which goes back to not having a centre-forward. Yeah, but that was... Which goes back to the summer. But again, that's partly on Bielsa, but the, but partly but, on the construction of the squad. All we needed to do to fix that was put somebody in the middle and start finishing the chances. And whether it, it needed um, Harrison to start, start scoring from wide or Rafinha to start scoring more goals from wide. Um, but they're no, longer in, they're no longer attacking. Rafinha in the first half, before, I'm pretty sure it was before Ailing had even been sent off, we were having Rafinha, Phillips and Click trying to play these t- triangles to get out from our own corner flag. That's not going to score any goals. If we've got Rafinha there, at least there was a chance, I feel like there was a chance in there of playing our way into form um, before we just ripped everything up and went, well, let, let's just lose games by two instead of losing games by four. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's hard because there's a logic to it. And in a change, the thing is that you can make a better change is the point of it. Like I don't feel like, like I said, I'm pretty sure Bielsa would have taken us down and I'm sure we'd have lost this game under Bielsa anyway. But make a change that isn't, shit and don't do <laughs> it the, and that's that's victor and don't do job. it at the start of march when you can't change anything because yeah. we've got we've brought in instead of having because we had a squad whether you think it's been built properly or not is something that it's the way that bielsa wanted it and the way that he could use it 
and he wasn't getting the results from it. But then you're bringing in somebody who just, it is not built to what Marsh wants. He's, we were talking about square pegs in round holes all season, but um, we just do not look comfortable and never have looked comfortable doing what Marsh has tried to do. We've had some good results with it, mainly through comebacks, fight, um, effort, commitment, all those kind of good leady things. But there's never been a, we haven't, we haven't played a good game. No, we haven't. No. We've beaten Watford and Norwich. Everyone beats Watford and Norwich. Yeah, we had we beat Wolves when they when the game completely turned on a sending off. Great comeback, all the same. Not to take anything away from it, but let's face it, we weren't winning that game at, with them with them with ten, um, eleven men on the pitch. Yeah. But, but so then, then, so then what, what are you reducing it to? A point, a, a slightly fortunate draw at Palace. Well, that's oh. it. And then mm. we may not have won today uh, with Bielsa or whoever, but we'd have made a better go of beating Palace. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and that's the one that's the, cost us. The, the thing, the thing to say, and not going for it against Southampton as well. Yeah, I forgot about that game. Yeah, um, so it's, and those games are, and when we're talking about going for it, you know, maybe that was half the problem with Bielsa, but we would go for it against it's those teams, and I think it's a, it's been a worrying trend. Um, Marsh was saying it before the game again today. Well, it's not a must-win game, and Palace. Well, it's not a must-win game, and Southampton wasn't a must-win game. We're all picking up these good points. All the teams are winning, and uh, so. I would go back to Palace and say Palace was, well, it would have been nice to win. Now, we're, now we're in the bottom three. We have some must-win games. There's no point There's no point talking about it anymore, being like, well, Everton are behind us, Burnley need That's to... That's what I was saying about focusing the mind. Burnley need to get yeah. the points. I mean, maybe you've you've seen it with, you know, when, when Burnley had to win games because they were absolutely cut adrift. They did, and they had they sort of started aiming to actually win some matches rather than under Deitch, what had got them in the bottom three was that they'd drawn like 12 matches or something. When we played Palace at our place, admittedly we needed a Rafinha penalty. Um, we had 15 shots, two on target, and so they had nine and one. Zach's getting quite shouty in the YouTube comments saying the Palace draw hasn't cost us. It was the half a season of terrible results under Bielsa. Mm. No, that I, too. I think the point is, is it's it's a it's a cumulative thing, isn't it? And you need to look. I mean, for example, look. I'm saying about look at what Everton are doing, which is they've got themselves into a massive hole and they're trying to win their way out of it. And the point we're, I think we're trying to make is that by not going for it or offering more going forward and maybe being defensive, it, you have to question now, as we are in the bottom three, mm. whether it's been the right approach. We don't know for certain until we get to the end of the season and we can all genuinely sort of take stock and analyse what's going on this season and say what a massive fuck-up it was. The my, whole argument, thing. my argument isn't that we should have kept Bielsa either. It's that we've picked Marsh thinking his ta- his tactics will mesh in nicely with what Bielsa has done. Which is a nonsense. Which it, it just hasn't. And yeah. that's on, if Alter has thought, been the one to think that, which you assume it is because he's the football man on the board and he seems to have been the one with this relationship with Marsh. And Kamal Kinnear sold it to us like that as well. If he's thought that, then he's wrong <laughs> because it's it very clearly is not is not the case. And it's, the players look to me like they don't know where, where they're meant to be anymore no. other than all down the middle. Yeah, Bielsa may well have taken us down in the end, but trying to replace him outside a transfer window, I think even outside summer, just he's such a singular coach. Everything is kind of uniquely tailored to what he does at the football club from um, from top to bottom, from training to analysis to the way that they play to the way that the squad is built. Everything is just the way he likes it. Trying to change that in March was yep. always um, just a daft idea. I think, you know, when... the the first podcast we did after we'd gone, I said this might work, but I just think it's a bad. It, it will always be a bad decision, even if we we end up staying up, because mm. um, we will be riding our luck in that case, and um, and it's sort of turning out that way. At least my 
point with the, the hope under Bielsa, and I think is that we had two two paths to take. We either try, as we have done with Marsh, is to tear it all up and we, we try and do something completely new and completely different with a squad that may or may not suit to it. With Bielsa, we were trying to get back to being good at something we were we had been good at before. And that felt to me like a more realistic goal that you could snap this team somehow back into how they played last season or the three seasons before and say, look, you've... you've or even a large percentage of it, Moscow. Yep, just get, yeah. just get closer to how we used to be. Yeah. Instead, we've gone darting off in this direction that is really just difficult to get to. And that's why, you know, I have sympathy for um, the job that Jesse Marsh is, is trying to do and the, what the players are trying to achieve because it's really, 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 really difficult. Mm-hmm. And the sticking with Bielsa may not have worked, but might have been um, a little bit easier to achieve something that might have uh, And you could even st- you could still even make the change in the summer, can't you, as well? You know, which was the plan. Yeah. And, and maybe that all. is the point that Marsh was making as well when he said, I wasn't sure about taking it at this stage. But let's see. I mean, look, but he did. So but listen, listen, the point is, and let's, let's remain um, holding on to the positive, which is this is not done yet. I know it, feels, mm. it always feels bleak when you lose. We all got a little bit of renewed hope from the Burnley defeat yesterday, and this hurts. But we expected to lose this game. And mm. actually, the, the terrible first half today made us feel awful and it makes you feel very nihilistic and you want to, you know, tear it all down, burn it all down. It's fine. You know, we've lost. It's still there to be got. Burnley will drop points. We'll probably drop some points, but let's hope we get more than them. Still... <laughs> Not anymore, please. But you know, you know what I'm I've saying? I've had enough of dropping points. And, and just a couple of comments that um, people are uh, making here on the YouTube um, comment section. Peter, I think these two probably sum it up quite well. All this talk about tactics, let's face it, Bielsa made a silk purse out of a sow's ear the players are just not good enough and the table doesn't lie. I think that's a fair thing. Yeah, And I think they, they're aware within the club of the limitations within the squad. I I also think it's on them that they've allowed the squad to be constructed in the way that it is. And whether, that, you know, some of that is at Bielsa's door. Absolutely. But um, I think I was speaking to Phil about this this week and he said to me, and he put it in a, in a really good um, singular phrase, which was, they've had the tail wagging the dog with Bielsa. And as such, when you take Bielsa out of the equation, as you were just saying there, Moscow, and rip the plan up. It's like, oh shit, this is what we're left with. They've got to remember as well what what they had at the start as well when Bielsa picked this thing up, which which was basically a, a team of no hopers and a fairly directionless club. Bielsa got them out of a lot of shit here. Yeah. And it looks like we've gone back to another another pick of manager that doesn't seem to be an it, obvious It's starting to look like that the the one big gamble that Radrazani has made in, in a number that he's made was bringing Bielsa in mm, so yeah. far. I think Plus, even for his own self-interest, the best thing yeah. he could have done was just leave it alone and let Bielsa take the, take the rap if he takes us down. Then everybody just blames Bielsa. It's we all just. It's a funny thing this season, is it? When you say because it is true, the league table doesn't lie. But what the fuck was it saying when we were ninth? <laughs> yeah, it's mad, isn't it? So, so that's football, and, and, a, well, and that's going to be the big thing is understanding how same tactics, same players, same situation, same setup, same organization got to ninth, and then this season was nowhere near it. But nothing stays still in football, does it? And I think people learn how you play against a set of tactics and the players all become a year older and, you know, opponents who have played against them the year before know how to beat them, stuff like that. Mm. But just the second comment I was just going to say was from Lee. Um, I think we're all just emotionally drained from this god-awful season and want it done. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Mm. I think this week, I think, as well, as just the little things like just before kickoff, watching a video of Jesse Marsh saying we want to have one of the best academies in Europe and talking and talking as if as if this is all perfectly within our hands and we've we've just... We've, we're just, you know, 10 points clear of relegation. Everything's absolutely fine. And the club launching NF, do, trying to flog the NFTs in this week. It's just got me back into a mindset of four years ago of thinking, 
just fuck off with all this stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's what just I'm make, saying. It, make it good on the make it good on the pitch, and everything else goes that's away. That's exactly what I was saying in, on the show through the week, wasn't it? When I was on about like you know the, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the pyramid. Mm. We don't. It doesn't. We haven't got the bottom part of the pyramid solid enough mm. yet. Make the football team good. I mean, and I know you don't have to ignore all that stuff in order to you know to make your football team good, but just make it look like you know what you're doing with the football. And I'm I'm not sure they do. I've huge question marks over Orta. I think he means well, but I lamented today, like thinking about like Junior Furpo, for example, who you know, maybe I mean fair or unfair, I don't know. Well, he's what, dreadful. But I was thinking about <laughs> from right, what we've seen. Why there's not no evidence that he's any good? Just go out and buy a bog standard Premier League left back. Like, is it Target? Was it Villa? Is he the one at Newcastle at mm. the minute or whatever? Someone like that, just who's fine. I do wonder if there's part of an ego thing with it that because he hasn't discovered that player and everyone else knows about him, they won't just go out and get like a, just standard Premier League players. Well, I mean, there's always been that. hardly unknown. He came from Barcelona. No, I know, but the, he always, famous. but Auto always goes for fixer uppers, doesn't he? He tends to. It's people mm. who he kind of he's trying to make a statement with signings. Like I can fix. It's just I don't know. I mean, I guess this is all for further down the road because um, we're nearly at half an hour now on the match ball. We've probably not even talked about the second half. Um, <laughs> The second half was. It feels like we're doing the, the postseason inquest now, and it's it not. Does do, really, it's not yeah. done yet. It's it was the yet. second half was not as bad as I thought it might have we been. We won the second half, Michael, but then they still had the better chances. So. Bait looks good. Play bait next week. Give Galhart full game. Nobody gets sent off, so he can finish. Harrison still has no final ball. Mm. Oh, we're talking about good things, positive things. Okay. Unless you think that's a great, <laughs> that's great news. Um, but wasn't it funny though when we when we got that goal back? I mean, and good work from Jackie, by the way, to force that corner, like running out of options in that in that mm. part of the field. He knew what he was doing to get that corner. Um, and we suddenly realised we could play. It's like suddenly we started. Yeah, the, the past five minutes started. were great, Remember, weren't they? There was even that spell, in, I think it was in the first half, where we kind of all collectively groaned when Calvin Phillips, Calvin Phillips just passed the ball straight to their midfielders. Mm. Just like, what are we doing here? What's going on? That is a hallmark of this side now. And also the pass out of play when we seem to be looking for someone out wide. And there's no one out wide. No. So the ball, the ball just sails out. I think Phillips did one of them as well and Bate did one second half just looking for, to spread a, spread the ball wide and find a bit of space. But the positives. But the positives, yes. Yeah, Bate, Melier's had his one mistake. Um, Joffy can have a full game. Ailing hasn't been playing very well and I think that, mm. um, that red card kind of is a, a culmination of him just dicking about. So how bad can Shackleton be at right back? He's not played in months. So, Probably quite. He played the under twenty three the week he's been training. He's been he hasn't been injured for two weeks, so <laughs> he's only got to get through another ten days. Um if we if he starts against Chelsea and then after that. So something fresh. And you know, maybe he can do what Bate did. Click has been playing like um I don't think he suits the position that he's been asked to play and it's he's like looks like he's fighting against um a big vat of treacle. Um but then Bate comes in and he's just not asked because it's not his problem. He's been in the under-23s all year, so he can just come in, play. Hopefully, Shackleton, similar kind of clear mind, fresh attitude, just do some running up and down. And that would be good. Some running up and down would be great because we can't get the ball out for our own half. So give it to Shackleton, run. And he can give it to James and he can run. And so everybody will run and we'll score loads of goals. Chelsea, um, although they're all... They're Have getting you been in, on Spice, Mustard? Chelsea bit cocky about the... Uh, Takeover being agreed, but it still needs regulatory approval. And um, I think that might be more difficult than they're talking about because there's still this question. Uh, Abramovich keeps saying, Yeah, yeah, so all that money's going to go to my uh, charitable foundation. I think the government are a bit like that. No. You don't have to choose where it fucking, it's fucking goes. Not. So there's still, so, and all their players are all, all in the mood of like, Well, 
you know, can we just sign for Barcelona now because we really need some fiscal common sense and Barcelona is the place to go to for it. So they are conceding two goals to Wolves. We can get a, a result against them. Uh, Brighton, they've had their big result. They're not going to be a problem They're on the anymore. beach now, huh? yeah. for want of a better phrase. Um, Brentford worry me just because that Thomas Frank's a dickhead. But we can... can we, nah, Ponis will sort us there. Can we be safe before Brentford? It's probably not because of how tight it is. It's and very unlike. I mean, if we won both games and the teams didn't, then yes. Cool. Let's do that. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> and uh, final, be absolutely fine. Final thought then on this game. Four points would be enough if Burnley don't win theirs, actually. Mm. Going into the go. final game. But, you know. So I mean, I would I would take four points from these next two games, I would say. Yeah, me too. If, as, long as, yes. um, as long as you didn't watch us play mm. in the first half. <laughs> Almost to the second. It doesn't feel... Uh, Unachievable. Bamford's, like Bamford's that, coming it? back, isn't it? There we go. We've got and Bamford if, as well. And even if we break so, him again, say before, even, Joffy, if we break uh, him, even if we break him again, Moscow, it doesn't matter now. I was saying before, Joffy was going to be a, a, a send good him comeback. in there. Don't need him. Sit down again, Joff. <laughs> uh, play, we, jo- play Joffy and Bamford. Well, we, I mean, it depends how fit they are. We might just tie them together and put them on the team sheet as like one player. Let's have a final thought on this then. That note um, that got note. passed onto the pitch. So it, Dan James took the note into his trousers. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Passed it to Phillips. Passing notes in class, naughty. That he teachers will agree. Who are listening? And then the note ended. Ended up with the ref. It's all about. Mm-hmm. It's probably part of Jesse's mind games. He plays with the ref, isn't it? He was saying that the other week, <laughs> telling him, "I'm watching you." Probably something about his mum written on it. <laughs> just nagging him a bit. Or maybe just getting the getting the takeaway order sorted for the bus ride home. Getting it sorted. Getting your, the shirt's admin too, your shirt's too tight. That's right. That's Anything to add then before we go? Over soon, won't it? It will be over in two weeks. It will be over. So that there's that. Do you like my shirt? I do like your shirt. It's a nice it's shirt. Nice, yeah. it's, it's the, it's the, for, the v- for the benefit of anybody who's listening rather than watching. It's the yellow version of the 1972 Cup final style shirt. It's nice to see you're not dressed from uh, Oxfam as you have been in recent weeks. You think this is Oxfam? a new shirt? <laughs> well, <laughs> you think it's a new shirt? <laughs> it was we- it was woven in 1972. Was that Michael? <laughs> there you go. So that's good. Uh, well, we can get into um, what a shit show it is some more during the, <laughs> during the week, can't we? Mm. Yeah. Soon be dead, eh? Soon be dead. Right, let's uh, let's wrap it up there then. Thank you for uh, being with us on the match ball. We've got uh, Propaganda to Come weekly show probably going to be ahead of Chelsea, isn't it? They need to pack it in with these midweek fixtures and we're going to have bloody loads of them next season, aren't we? We'll see you in a bit. The match ball.